Hello. Welcome. Welcome to May term. Yes. Welcome to this time and place for worship. For those of you who are graduating seniors, just remember you're just a few weeks away from really being done. Uh, so hang in there. Speaking of graduation, <clears throat> I came off of a great high this past weekend, being partner with you and your, those of you who graduated, joining your parents and others in some wonderful celebrations. I was reminded again of why it's such a great place to be and the honor it is to serve in my role here as president. Uh, also reminded that whether you're students, faculty, staff, or retirees, it's you who make Goshen such a great place. And I come away feeling uh, very gratified. You are a gift to the world. I asked Pastor Bob for some time at the start of this worship service to express not only my joy for the academic year that we're concluding, but also to share some less joyful news. This news will become public later today, but wanted you to hear it, first of all, from me this morning. As many of you know, I've been leading the President's Council and Budget discussions for some many months now, always mindful of how best to serve you students. As you are also aware, the recession has been far worse than anyone imagined, and it's caused pain in many communities and in many universities and colleges, including our own. We also know, that, know this has been a time of increased financial difficulties for some of you and your families. In spite of that, we have remained committed to keeping Goshen College as affordable as we can, so we've increased our financial assistance to many of you, and we expect that need and that help to continue going forward. Like most other colleges, our endowment decreased in value, and that impacted our budget as well. It also is the case that our enrollment over the last 20 years has been slower than projected, even while our staffing has generally been larger than, any, than other colleges our size. During the same period, we committed ourselves to maintaining and improving our excellent campus facilities for all of our benefit, and especially for the benefit of our students. As a result of these and other factors, we've chosen to make painful but necessary adjustments to our budget for the next academic year. Some of the implications include we eliminated 15 full-time and 14 part-time administrator and staff positions, as well as making a variety of other consolidations and reductions of hours and positions across campus. As part of a second phase of the college's budget realignment, we've begun the process of restructuring and prioritizing our academic programs for 2011-12 school year. We believe this will result in some reduction in teaching faculty positions in addition to enhancing some distinctive programs. And we'll have more to say about that in November. We'll, we'll be able to tell you more about that. To, do, to those uh, directly affected by these decisions, our staff and administrators in particular, we offer our gratitude for years of dedicated service and our prayers as well. And we will miss those of you who won't be with us 
uh, in the future. To students and those less directly impacted, I invite our compassion, care, and prayers for these administrators and staff members at this difficult time. Despite these reductions, we're committed to ensuring that your academic experience as students will remain rich and rewarding as ever. With God's help, I'm optimistic that the best of what Goshen College is and has been will remain firmly in place for all of us. And I believe we'll continue to provide a truly transformative, Christ-centered liberal arts education to all who study here. While I'm sad to be delivering this news, I also want you to know that all of you are making a difference in the world, and so are our alumni. Yesterday, we got some very exciting news about one of our alums, Dr. Doug Schwarzendriver, class of 1978. Doug also happens to be the father of Alicia, class of 2011, and husband of Diane White, the director of the Wellness and Health Center. On Thursday, just this Thursday, and you'll see it in Time Magazine coming up this weekend, Doug was named to the Time Magazine list of the 100 most influential people in the world. Doug is the medical director of Goshen Health Systems Center for Cancer Care and has helped to develop a prototype of a vaccine for cancer. And he happens to be right across the street. You may see him on campus from time to time. This weekend, he's in New York uh, enjoying um, the celebration there, along with Diane. Doug joins people at, such as President Obama, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, Oprah Winfrey, and Steve Jobs. Also on the job, also on the list, I should say, are Glenn Beck, Conan O'Brien, and yes, even Lady Gaga. So you got a whole, you got a whole spectrum there. It's quite a list, and I'm proud a Goshen College alum is on it. I look forward to some of you joining that list, hopefully on the cancer-curing uh, side of the ledger, uh, and less so on Lady Gaga's side. Uh, but we're very, very, very pleased and honored by that, by Doug's uh, being part of that list. Now, as we prepare for worship, will you join me in a prayer? God of all grace, we come to you with gratitude, seeking to know, to feel, to be blessed by your ever-abiding presence. We need you this day and every day. Walk with us through the valleys of life. Grant us strength to reach the mountaintop. Be with us in our times of deepest need. Celebrate with us in our greatest accomplishments. For those in our Goshen College family suffering loss of their job or any other loss, we pray that they may soon find work, renewed hope, divine intervention for whatever their need. For those in our Goshen College family celebrating hard-won success, the completion of another year, or their last class, we pray that they may find opportunities to celebrate, new opportunities for work and service, and perhaps a summer of refreshment and renewal. Holy Spirit, come now. Come with power and breathe upon your congregation. Give us vigor, give us gladness, and inspire us, we pray. Amen.
I light this lamp as a recognition of God's presence with us and faithfulness to us all. Listen to the words of the Apostle Peter in the first epistle of Peter. Now, who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear and do not be intimidated, but in your hearts sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. This morning, we have three graduating seniors who will be sharing with each of you of how their faith has been shaped over their time here as students at Goshen College. My hope is that you will hear an account of the hope that is in them so that it may spur on your own hope that is inside of you, similar to what Peter asked of the church that he wrote to about 2,000 years ago. But I also hope that the college life setting is not that of suffering in the way that Peter was writing to in the church and kind of the suffering that they were going through. This morning, I am pleased to introduce Tim Blaum, a communication major, Hannah D. Miller, a Peace and Justice Conflict Studies major, and Georgette Odor, a nursing major. And they will each be sharing on that theme. But before they come up and share, I want us to continue to gather together as a community through singing. And so I invite you to turn in your blue hymn book to page 26. Page 26.
stay standing, we're singing more. Please turn in the same book to number 493. I heard the voice of Jesus say, 493. On this song, for the first verse, I would like just the women to sing the melody. On the second verse, just men still singing only the melody. And on the third verse, everybody all together a cappella in as many parts as you wish. Hi, my name is Tim. For those of you who don't know me, I am a senior who grew up here in Goshen. My parents raised me Mennonite. My mom is from a family of Mennonites, and my dad found the Mennonite church when he graduated from high school. When our family moved to Goshen when I was five, my parents chose this church here, where you are seated, as the church we would attend. From my observations now, I would guess that it had something to do with the fact that my mom's parents attended here and the fairly strong uh, children's program that College Mennonite Church has. During my years in elementary school and middle school, I also attended Camp Amigo, now known as Amigo Center, up in Sturgis, Michigan, for many years on end. 
In high school, I was a part of the College Mennonite Church youth group and went to the Mennonite conventions in Atlanta and Charlotte. My time as a camper at Amigo and the week-long trips with the youth to group, group convention were high points in my faith walk. There were times when I felt God pushing me to learn more about my faith and continue living my life as a Christian. During these weeks, I came back feeling renewed and refreshed in, in my faith and ready to continue my walk with God, applying all I had learned back here at home. About my senior year in high school, though, I felt that something was missing. I began to make some observations here about the church I was attending. Those of us youth who came to church regularly on Sundays uh, in high school did so mostly because our parents made us or because of the camaraderie with our peers. That said, I can remember many Sundays sitting out here in the hallway during the services talking to friends rather than engaging in the sermons here in the pews. The style of worship in a traditional Mennonite setting just wasn't keeping my attention. I found it ironic that we attended youth camps and conventions that had so much high energy and engaging worship, but came back to an opposite extreme uh, after a week of such positive energy. I even sat down with my youth pastor and lead pastor at the time to discuss what might be done to engage our youth group more on Sundays. Ultimately, not too much changed, and I graduated high school. The Mennonite values I grew up with remain important to me. They were what made me decide I wanted to attend a Mennonite college and what led me here to Goshen. My first year at Goshen, like many first-year college students, I didn't go to church. In the middle of my sophomore year, though, I heard a couple of friends talking about a church they had visited and enjoyed, and I asked if I could tag along. I still go to River Oaks Community Church today. No, it's not Mennonite, though there are many others in the congregation like me who have a background in Mennonite teachings. River Oaks is an evangelical free church. In many ways, it is quite the opposite of College Mennonite. There's amplified instrumentation, lyrics on screens, and the building itself looks a bit more like a modern school than a traditional church. But there are also parallels. River Oaks' purpose as a community of believers is to develop fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ who go to the loft, lost, grow in faith, and show compassion to the poor. As Mennonites, we too identify with compassion towards the needy, service, and living our lives daily as devoted Christians. Other Mennonite values like pacifism have been tested during my time at River Oaks, but patience is a virtue. I continue to stay strong in my beliefs that I grew up with while engaging with my fellow brothers and sisters and learning from our cultural differences. Likewise, many of my Mennonite friends scowl when they hear the word praise songs. A more contemporary worship service is something I need for my personal faith journey. It's not right for everyone. It is something I didn't get my first 18 years of life and something I'm benefiting from now. It is different, it is new, it is another way of approaching my beliefs. Faith to me at this point in my life is a compromise. A compromise in that I can freely take traditions from the different realms of Christianity that I have been exposed to and build a more personal faith that is a catalyst for my growth. I feel strong in my Christian beliefs and strive to live my life as I feel God leads me to from day to day. Interestingly enough though, I have yet to be baptized. As a Mennonite, baptism goes hand in hand with membership to a specific congregation. 
a promise that I didn't feel I could make to my church family here at College Mennonite growing up. I haven't attended River Oaks long enough to understand what baptism means to them, but I hope that as I continue to find ways to become involved in my current congregation, I will learn more about their traditions as well. The most important part of baptism to me is a public acknowledgement of one's faith, no matter what tradition. I'm sure I'll share a lot of what I'm sharing with you now when I do eventually get baptized. The freedom that I discovered in my independence here at Goshen College as a, as a student and the openness to diversity and different ways of thinking that I gained through my studies have helped me clearly understand what faith means to me and what it means to continue living my life as a Christian. I don't know what God has in store for me, whether it be at a Mennonite church, evangelical free, or something completely different. What I do know is that we as Christians can benefit greatly from learning more about each other and openly embracing our brothers and sisters in God, no matter what denomination we fall under. As cliche as you might think it is, we are one big family of believers, and we can't forget that. I will continue trying to live my life as I think God is leading me to do, finding comfort in the fact that I am surrounded by a huge family of believers on the very same journey as I. Thanks. Hi, my name is Georgette Odor. I am a senior nursing student, and I am from Nairobi, Kenya. Um, Goshen College has shaped my faith in numerous ways, and even today, parts of it are still being modified. My faith fits in, stands out, is patient, and is very ready to be tested. When I walked on the GC campus four years ago, I, was new, I knew I was coming into a Christian campus, and I expected it to be the same as other Christian colleges. I quickly realized that GC was like no other. I identified some of the requirements very quickly to fit in. You have to sing in a four-part harmony. You have to walk around barefoot. If you're a guy, feel free to wear a skirt. Grow your hair out or dread it. Love to serve others. I didn't fit into many of these requirements, and I still don't. I sing what the spirit leads me to sing or croak. I would have to be taught a part to sing, and that's why I'm in Voices in Harmony. As a nurse, walking barefoot sends warning bells in my head. Germs, germs, germs. It's not in my genes to have my hair grow out. I'm African. Um, many of you have, are able to grow out your hair really fast. I can't. Um, and dreading it is a no-no because my grandmother would kill me. <laughs> but I love to serve others. And that's the one, one of the few things in common that I had with Goshen College. And this is why I'm still here. I realize that our belief systems may be different, but our God is still the same. Coming from Africa, I saw poverty, I saw suffering, and I experienced them daily. And when I got onto the plane to come here, I knew I had left that all behind. I also knew that someday I would be back to fight the poverty and the suffering because I had lived in it and Africa is my home. My first year here, I lived in Yoder, and many times um, on our floor we were encouraged to donate clothes, shoes, books, and women to women and children in Africa or other places of needs. I would donate a shirt that I hadn't worn in a month or some pants that I couldn't fit into anymore because of the freshman 15. 
But I saw my floor mates give almost half their wardrobes um, and pressured their parents to bring books, books from home for donations. These students gave up their time, their energy, to help people they didn't even know. These were students who had never even seen poverty or suffering. Amazing are those core values. When I joined GC, I felt very welcome, but I also recognized that I was different than most that were in this community. In the beginning, everyone was so excited about the new people, especially those who, had spoke, who spoke different languages and had traveled far to, from home to be here. I definitely admire the fact that the GC community invites people from other cultures and other beliefs into their world to learn together. Y'all are some brave people. There is definitely a sense of de blended diversity in Goshen College. But eventually, as time went by, I became homesick. The weather was horrible. There was no one I could talk to who was like my friends I had left at home. And on top of that, some people would make comments or ask questions that were not meant to harm, harm me, but were definitely different. Examples of these would be like, you speak wonderful English. And I'm like, huh, Kenya is a British colonized country. Of course we speak English. <laughs> Um, do you have stores or clothes in Kenya? And I'm like, no, we walk around naked. <laughs> you know, do you live with lions? And I'm like, if I did, I wouldn't be here today, you know? <laughs> and um, these were questions that were a little bit embarrassing to answer and were very, very trying. I would have to calm myself and think positive before I would answer these questions. But I knew these were genuine questions. And this is why I appreciated when some of those individuals went on SST, because they were able to experience, <laughs> they were able to experience a different culture and see that these other countries have the basic things that they have here in America. We, other countries have stores, they have clothes, they have cars, they have roads. They have almost everything that you guys have, have here. It may be a little different, but it's the same thing. Um, I think personally that more students should be on GC campus should be encouraged to, or even required to go to the ISC coffee house when they're freshmen so that they're able to participate and see the different cultures that are present around them. Some students who go on SST later on in their GC career may have missed on the opportunity to meet people who were different in their in their community and to engage with others from different cultures. These are experiences that first shaped my faith, to fit in, to stand out, and be patient, and to be ready to be tested. My major, which is nursing, and the gen ed classes that I had to take continue to strengthen my faith. My name is Hannah D. Miller, um, Danielle, actually, for those of you who don't know. Um, and I'm also a senior, I'm a senior PJCS major um, and from Pennsylvania. As I have understood, as I have understood it, my faith has been a movement of some sort, maybe a dance or a series of leaps, but movement nonetheless. In breath, in prayer, in encounters, struggle and joy, in community and friendship, in family, in nature, and because of my humanity, I experience, understand, misunderstand, and come into contact with the holy mystery. Over the past four years at Goshen, I have grown, struggled, and moved with my faith, 
I came to Goshen because it is a Mennonite school, and my heritage is Mennonite. Um, I was baptized in 2000 when I was 12 years old. When I first came to college, I remember feeling a little guilty that I had been baptized so early in life, um, especially after a discussion in a religion class um, and other instances in college settings. I do feel um, that the Anabaptist tradition of adult baptism is important and which, wish that my church um, would not have the trend of baptizing so early. Um, however, I have come to see my early baptism um, as the beginning of my journey with faith and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. My time at Goshen has become another movement in my faith journey. It has provided, um, has provided a community and not only affirmed my Mennonite heritage and, heritage and beliefs, but also made me question my privilege as another member of the Mennonite church, especially here. Um, it has offered multiple experiences to explore faith, religion, and my personal beliefs in classes, small groups, and travel abroad. While at Goshen, I have attended um, Benton Mennonite Church, another community of faith. Both the Goshen College and Benton Mennonite communities have been integral to my faith movement while at Goshen. My first year, I was involved in a small group, um, a Goshen College small group, that met weekly to discuss and reflect a book. My second and third years, I was involved in an assembly Mennonite small group um, of mostly college students that met once a week for singing, reflection, and prayer. This past year, a group of friends and I have been meeting weekly to pray and read scripture. All of these years have contained both sporadic and organized times of prayer, spiritual discussions, and theological lounging. These small groups, prayer times, and faith-centered communities have deeply shaped how I approach faith and the continued importance I place on faith communities. The Benton community, most particularly the Sunny School group um, that I am in, has been a significant factor in my personal identity over the past few years. One of the things I appreciate the most about Benton is that they do not pretend that they are perfect. One of the Sunday School leaders in particular has shown me the beauty in being open about struggles and imperfections. When we are willing to share with one another that we are not perfect beings, our relationships can blossom and our love in the holy mystery grows. I have learned that spirituality, faith, and relationships are intimate, beautiful, and the creator's gift. The people at Benton have also challenged me as a follower of Jesus, how I present love to the world and realize the active role of the active role that faith demands. Um, outside of the local Goshen community, the opportunities I have had to travel and experience different cultures um, have formed my faith in the past few years. Each of these has challenged and shaped my, movement, my faith movement in significant ways, but the one that has had the most impact was my time in Morocco last May. Um, the Islamic culture gave me quite a shock because it was the, was the least similar to anything I had known before. It was, I was in a place where I did not speak any of the first language, Arabic, um, and little of the second, French. This context, however, taught me the, that the most, oh, taught me the most about relating across cultures, dialoguing with those who have different viewpoints, religions, and customs, and discovering the similarities that exist between peoples of different societies. In some cases, I have found in some cases, I found out I had more in common with our new Islamic friends than I did with some Christians. My ideas of religion were expanded and challenged, and some questions I had been working out about the sim um, singularity of religious traditions came to the forefront. 
Over the past many years, I had been questioning the exclusivity of Christianity, and the encounters I had in Morocco with those of different faiths pushed my thinking even further. Through these global experiences, I have begun, began to know the beauty the maker has created in many cultures and people. My traveling has taught me not only about others, but also about myself as a cultural being. We expose, when we expose ourselves to different traditions, cultures, and peoples, our eyes are open to, rich, to the rich communities, heritage, heritages, faiths, and ways of functioning in the world. Another aspect of faith that has grown increasingly important for me in my time um, at Goshen is my understanding of peace and how it manifests itself. Because of my classes and professors, I have explored themes and understandings of peace that speak of, the whole, of wholeness and of Yahweh's shalom. I am committed to the concepts of nonviolence and biblical shalom that I believe God calls, God calls God's people to. It has become important to me to incorporate peace into all aspects of my life because I believe that this is what Jesus taught. Classes like biblical themes of peace, reconciliation, religion, conflict, and peace, transforming conflict and violence, and many others have pushed me to seek peace and incorporate it into all of my thinking. My faith has changed and moved significantly in the past four years. As I reflect on all of these things, I have noticed significant changes in my way of thinking and how I view myself and others. However, I have also realized that this change has been more of a continuation of a journey that I already started, and I have remained consistent, uh, consistent in the importance that I place on my faith. Yahweh has shown me hope along the way and has revealed God's self in many ways, paths, truths, and hopes. As I draw near the conclusion of this section of the journey, the, th the things that have stood out, faith in the creator, in community, love, and hope, remain the constant flowing stream along the journey. I'd like to leave you with a poem written by Rainer Maria Rilke. This poem has continued to speak to me and how I understand my faith journey over the past few years. Rilke writes, God speaks to each of us as she makes us, then walks with us silently out of the night. These are the words we dimly hear. You, sent out beyond your recall, go to the limits of your longing. Embody me, flare up like flame, and make big shadows I can move in. Let everything happen to you, beauty and terror. Just keep going, no feeling is final. Don't let yourself lose me. Nearby is the country they call life. You will know it by its seriousness. Give me your hand. Um, please turn in your green Sing the Journey books to number 44 and stand.
And now, may the God of hope enliven your spirit and accompany you in the days ahead. Go in peace.